I'm David. This is Sammy, my wife. She grew up in uh, CCLB. I, I was adopted and I became part of CCLB and I lived here for three years. Uh, Sammy was born here. So this, this is home. Mexico City is home. There's a lot of houses, but, uh, but we're so glad to be here. Uh, like Pastor Jim said, uh, two years ago, literally two years ago, June 24th, we moved to Mexico with Kenny, and we went to Mexico City not to plant brasas, but actually we went to Mexico to a mission trip with Kenny. So we went to church plant, but we also went to a mission trip. So it was just weird. So it has been that we've been on a mission trip for two years. <laughs> so, but it's amazing. So yeah, thank you, Sammy. She'll be, she'll be in the back. We'll be in the back. We actually have a... Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your support. We actually have a gift for you guys. For those of you guys that have been praying, supporting, uh, we have a gift at the, in the lobby. So if you want to stop by, just we want to say hi and thank you to you. Like uh, Pastor Jim said, in June 2019, we moved to Mexico City. There is actually a picture. Uh, no, the other one, there is another one. Yeah, that one. So that was June 2019. Those two guys didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> That's like innocence. That's like, David, just get ready. That, that was actually 10 pounds ago. <laughs> we moved to the capital of tacos. Come on. So, yeah, that was two years ago, and God has done something amazing. We believe that the gospel is the heart of a church plan. We believe that the Great Commission, it's stirred and it's moved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And two years later, we actually had our, our service last Sunday. Um, and that's a picture of our last service. If you guys can put the next picture. That's where we meet. That's uh, what God has done. That's what the gospel does. Uh, we... We left this place. This place is family. And I told Sammy, I know it's hard, but look at what God did to so many people. Now they have a family. Now they have a community. And the gospel did that. So we're just so glad to be here. Uh, you guys are part of that. You guys are part of that. You guys let us go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys send us away. So it's because this church believes in the Great Commission. This church believes in the gospel. This church believes that the gospel moves you. We believe in the gospel. We believe in the Great Commission. So that's why we left this place. We went to Mexico City, and we're not going to stop until the Lord comes. So are we ready for the word? Okay. So I got, to, I got to talk about Noah. How many of you guys know Noah? I think all of us know Noah. And the title of this message is Move Like Noah. Move like Noah. Okay, so let's go to Hebrews 11.7 and let's get into the word because I pray and I hope that you will be encouraged. I pray and I hope that you will be moved not to go to Mexico City, but that you will move in the move of God. That you will know that you're doing what God, God, God has called you to do. That you're certain about it. 
that you're not just warming a seat, that you're actually here celebrating that we're standing on a living hope, celebrating that Jesus is coming, and that while you leave this place, you're doing something for the kingdom. Anywhere you are, in your house, in your work, in your school, with your friends, anywhere. For us, it was Mexico City. Not everybody's called to church plant. That's what God called us to do. So the title of this message is Move Like Noah. And let's go to Hebrews 11:7, and we're going to get into the word. And I only have four observations, and I'm going to pray that God will lead this uh, teaching and that he will speak to us and that he will steer our hearts and that, um, and that we will move at the end of the day. So are you guys ready to pray? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for the gospel. Lord, what you did in Mexico City, it was because of Jesus. It was because of his message. It was, it was because of his power, his spirit. Father, I pray that as a church we will listen, that we will respond, that we will move. Father, give us a faith that moves us, that wakes us up, that ignites us, that renews us. Father, we thank you so much. Name is on Jesus. Amen. So Hebrews 11:7 it says, "By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, what did he do? Move with godly fear. Prepare an ark for the saving of his household, uh, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith." The first observation is by faith Noah. Do you guys see it? By faith, Noah. By faith, Noah, what? He moved. Family, we've been talking about the, the faith that saved, the faith that comes from God. And the faith come, that comes from God, family, he has to convince you. There has, been some, there has to be some convincing about it. About what? About what God has said and about what God is. You got to be convinced. Noah was convinced about who God is. And what God said. The second thing that we see about that faith that we're talking about is that not only we have to be convinced about what God is saying about himself, but what he's speaking to us, but also that faith that saves and that moves you, it has to lead you to rest. By faith, Noah, he was convinced about what God said and about what God is. His mind was convinced. But he also rests upon what God said and what God is. That's the faith that moves you. And it's hard to understand it. It's hard to see it. Not only you have to be convinced here, but you have to rest here. Uh, we're praying for a building. We, we, we're meeting on that place. That, that place is not our, our, our own. Uh, there is... Kids ministry growing, and, and the kids only have a, a room the size of this carpet. 25 kids, all ages. I don't think it's that small. I, I was exaggerating, but it's small. <laughs> that, that will be, you will get in trouble with the law. But no, but God is, God is doing something amazing. We have our venue. We can fit around 150 people with, with distance because... The regulations are different over there than here. We actually been shut down twice. 
In this last year, when we opened, we've been shut down twice. But the Great Commission didn't stop with the pandemic. The Great Commission keeps moving forward. But, but yeah, we're, we're praying for a building. Uh, we have a youth group. The youth group can grow. The kids can grow if, if we don't get our own building. And, and we're praying about it. And as I read scripture, I read the gospel of Mark. Mark in, in the gospel says, uh, ask and believe without doubting. And you will receive. And, and then the, the gospel of Mark says, have faith, son. Have faith in me. Now, I realized that I was convinced about it. I, I, I agree with you, Lord. I, I agree that if I ask, I'll receive. But I was noticed that I was getting weary. I was getting stressed. Why? Because either even I was convinced, but my heart wasn't resting. That's the true faith. The true faith not only is convinced about it, but also rests on it. I, 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 God convicted me when I was reading this passage about Noah. By faith, Noah, he was convinced about what ha- what God said and who he is, but he also what? Rested. Rested. Because we talk about it in Hebrews, that the foundation and the, and the rock of our faith is who? Jesus. It's not an idea. It's not a teaching. It's someone. Faith in God. By faith, Noah. And let me tell you something, family. God sees what you don't see. God's no, God knows what you don't know. And let me tell you something, the word of God is sure. The word of God reflects his essence, his heart. And from the beginning, God spoke. He spoke and he said on Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. How sure is the word of God that since Genesis 3.15, God spoke this, and time pass on trials tribulations and the word of God kept going kept going kept going and we know that the savior came and we know that he came to save people and he 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 came to rescue us is the word of God sure it is you see it from the beginning God spoke and it will say hey I will put enmity between you and the seed and 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 the seed will will crush your head and you will just hear hear his his heel and we see it from Genesis 3 15 how many years? Thousands of years. But we saw something that, we, that, that they didn't see. Now, now we see it. The word of God is sure. God spoke about what his son will do. Second observation. By faith, Noah, what did he do? He moved. He was convinced about God. He was convinced about what he said. And he what? Rested. That's the faith that saved. That's the faith that comes from God. I didn't know that I wasn't actually trusting the Lord. I agree with him about he providing a building. I agree with him that if I ask, I should receive. But why was I being weary? Why I was stressed? Why I was running crazy? Why I was getting tired? Why did I get sick? Because my heart wasn't resting. Second observation. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, Think about it. He had divine revelation about things that have not yet seen. Genesis 6, 13 to 22. There is four things at least that God warned him. The end of all flesh. Never heard of it. Never seen it before. Second, I'm asking you to build an ark. What is an ark? 
Never done it before, never been built before. What is it for? Third thing, there will be a flood. What is a flood? What is rain? Fourth thing, I'm giving you a promise of a covenant. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen. My question to you is how will you respond it? How will you respond it? Or the question is, how do you respond to this book? How do you respond to this book? To the things that he has spoken here. To the things that he has revealed about himself here. To the things that are yet to come here. We can talk about how will you respond if you were Noah and if he tells you, the end of all flesh is coming. Never seen it before. Built an ark. What is an ark? There will be a flood. There will be judgment. Never seen it before. It didn't rain before. And I will make a promise, a covenant with you. How will you respond? I'll tell you how you, you will respond. The way you respond daily to this book. Do you believe that this book is divine? Do you believe that this is the book divine, divine revelation? Got breath in this book. This is the word of God. How will you respond is how you respond to this book daily. I got a point for us. The man or woman of faith sees the word of God as divine and responds to it. Once again, the man or woman of faith sees the word of God as what? As divine. And responds to it. Think about it. Genesis 3.15. From the beginning. From the beginning God said I will do this. And you see the timeline. And, and it went like that. Going through trials. Going through tribulations. Going through years of years of years. How will God do it? He did it. And we see it in the sun. That he accomplished what he said. Is the word of God sure? It is. A hundred percent. So the things that are yet to come are 100% true. The man or woman of faith is the word of God as divine in response to it. Uh, it was 2015, June 2015, that's six years ago. I was in Philly, Philadelphia. I was at a 100-year-old church. I'm sitting down as your city. There is a pastor who gives us a map of the city of, uh, city of Philadelphia. And then he asked us to open the book on Matthew 28. You guys know what Matthew 28 says, right? All authority has been given to me on, ever, on earth and on heaven. Who said that? Jesus. All authority has been given to me on earth and on heaven. And then he says, go therefore and make what? Disciples into all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching, to, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And I'll be, I'll be with you to the end of the ages. Who says that? Jesus. To who? To us. And I remember 2015, June, when I was reading that passage on Matthew 28. God says, you will plant in Mexico. You will plant in Mexico. Now that was my calling. But we all have the same great commission, right? We all do. In any shape or form, 
but we all got the same mission. So I remember June 2015, Matthew 28, I read the passage. It was the word of God, God breath. But I saw and I heard a, a sentence imprinted and it said, you will plan in Mexico, in Mexico. He wasn't asking me. He was commanding me. And I said, okay, Lord. The man and woman of faith sees the word as divine and responds to it. And responds to it. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is speaking to you. Do you hear his word? Do you see his word? Do you respond to it? That's why Noah moved. That's why Noah built the ark. Because he saw the word of God. He heard the word of God. And he saw that it was divinely spoken. It was from above. And he responded in faith. He agreed, but he also rested. The man or woman of faith sees the word of God as divine and responds to it. Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to who? To the fathers by whom? By the prophets. Has in these last days spoken to whom? Not to the prophets. To who? To us. Big difference. How come God spoke to me? Through his word, through his spirit. Through his word, through his spirit. When we believe, we started a personal relationship with Jesus. Not a private one. Our relationship should not be private. It should be made known. But it's personal. It's a personal relationship with Jesus. Through his spirit, by his word. That's why it's different. In the past, God used to spoke to the fathers through whom? Through the prophets. Now in these last days, he has spoken to whom? To us. By whom? By his son. Whom he appointed heir of all things. Through whom also he made the worlds who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Family, when God calls you to do something like he called Noah, remember this. He's not just calling you for the calling you. He's calling you to himself. When God speaks the word of God to you, more than just him speaking the word, he's calling you to whom? To himself. Because now in the present, God has spoken to whom? To us. To you, to you, to me. Through whom? By his son. Family, when I responded, when we responded to go to Mexico City, let me tell you something. We didn't respond just to the calling to go to Mexico City. We responded to Jesus. Whenever he calls you to do something, he's calling you to himself. Because now he's speaking about his son. The father is speaking about his son through the word of God. 
That's why if you want to do Christianity with G without Jesus, it's going to become dull. It's going to become boring. It's going to become a religion. But, but when you see Christianity as the center of everything being Jesus, it will make sense. When God called me to Mexico City, I realized something. It was not about the calling. It's about who was calling me. And I hope, family, that when he calls you to do something through his word, that more than the calling, you're seeing the sun. You're seeing the sun. That picture that I show you of me and my wife, there was one year, one year that we didn't do anything. What I mean by that, we, we didn't post it on Instagram. We didn't post things online. We didn't have a building. But God was doing something in us that year. Everybody talks about September 2020 when we opened Brazas, when we opened the church plant. A lot of people, most people, don't know what happened that year. But I know what happened that year. God showed me who his son was. God showed me the reason of my calling. The reason of my calling is Jesus. When God calls you to do the Great Commission, he's not just calling you to do something. He's calling you to be with someone, and his name is Jesus. Christianity is with Jesus. So responding to the calling is hard. It is hard. Building something that has never been built, built before, it is hard. Moving by things that have not yet been seen, it is hard. So what's our assurance? What's our foundation? What's our rock that doesn't move us? Jesus. That's what God showed me. More than anything, the calling of God in 2015 draw me closer to Jesus. And that's the same thing for you. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You have something to do here on earth. But do it with Jesus. By his side. In his name. In his spirit. So, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, through observation, he moved with godly fear. So, by faith, Noah, he was, he was divinely warned of things not yet seen. The Bible says that he moved with godly fear. Genesis 6.22 says, Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. Why did he do what he do? Because he, got, he had godly fear. He wasn't afraid. I'm going to hell. He wasn't doing things out of fear. He wasn't doing things out of an obligation. He wasn't doing things out of force. He wasn't dragging. He moved with fear and in the old testament fear meant love the fear of the lord equals love family moving with godly fear means having a profound feeling of steam of awe of respect and love for god the man or woman of faith second point is moved by the love of god I hope that's the reason why you get up and come to church. 
I hope that's the reason why you get up and you said, I'm going to do the Great Commission. I hope that's why you get up and say, I'm going to manifest Christ. I'm going to know him, make him known because you love him. Not because you're getting safe to go to, from going to hell. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ, what does it do? Compels us. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Paul. Paul had a crazy life, right? You guys finished Acts, right? You guys saw the journey of Paul, right? Did, did he know what tomorrow hold for him? Did he make the decisions? I'm actually going to go to Athens. Then I'm going to go to Greece. Then I'm going to go to this place. Was he leading the ship? Did he do amazing things for the gospel and the kingdom? Yes. And then he writes this. For the love of Christ compels us. That word family means it takes hold of you from the inside. It moves you. It shakes you. What does that? The love of Christ from the inside holds you. The love of Christ compels us. Because we judge, because we, we understood, we determined this. That if one died for all, who died for all? One perfect died for a lot of imperfect people. One perfect died for the sins of all humanity. Then all die. And he died for all. That those who live should live no longer for who? For themselves, but for whom? But for him who died for them. But not only he died, he rose again. The man and woman of faith is moved by the love of God. And you'll find out something. When God calls you to move, when God calls you to, to act in faith, more than the calling, He's calling you to himself. He's calling you to himself. And you will find out that when you respond to the calling, it will draw you closer to Jesus. And you will find out that the one that actually is moving you to do what he called you to do is Jesus himself. Because the love of Christ compels you. When we went to Mexico City, let me tell you what happened the first month. All the plans that we had fell. The people that came with us left. Two pandemics, two times the city was shut down. Let me tell you something. If we knew, if PD knew that there was going to be a pandemic in 2020, I'll tell you where I will be. Me and Sammy will be here. It wouldn't make sense, right? It wouldn't make sense to send these two little kids to Mexico City, a city of 25 million people. And let me tell you something, you got to go visit Mexico City. It's chaotic. It's crazy. But I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
So when God called us to Mexico City, of course, there were a lot of expectations that went away. Of course, plans change. Of course, trials, tribulations, hardships happen. Of course, there, there were times where we didn't know what we were doing. But who called, you, who called us? Jesus. Who was there in Mexico City? Jesus. So the calling made us draw closer to whom? To Jesus. Because we found out that he doesn't change. That he's faithful. That he's the only thing sure that you and I have. The only one that is sure, stable, foundational in our lives is Jesus Christ. That's why he changes. The, the gospel changes your identity. Think about it. He goes to the core of who you are and it changes it. The gospel of Jesus Christ changes your identity. The gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ changes your purpose. Even though we didn't know what was ahead of us, we knew what we need to do in Mexico City. As Paul knew, he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know that the ship was going to shipwreck. But he knew who he was in the Lord. He always, whenever he gave a, an announcement, a, a, a welcoming, he, he, he introduced himself as, I am Paul, identity, servant of the Lord. Right? And, and then you will see his purpose. That, that never changes. So when we go to Mexico City, plans fall down, things change. But we knew we were responding. We responded to Jesus. But also we knew that he is the one that moves us. It's his love that moves us. It's the reason why our, we are still in Mexico City doing what we need to be doing because of the gospel. Because Paul says the love of Christ compels us. And where do you see the love of Christ? In the gospel. One die for all. One die for all. So that we can die. So that we can die. Those are good news. So that all men can die. Let me tell you something. When you respond to the gospel, when you respond to the calling of God, something that will happen on this earth is that while you respond to the gospel in faith, in obedience, that all men will start and keep dying and dying and dying so the new men will come to life. That's what God wants to do. That's why God is calling you to get up of your seat, fulfill the great commission, be rooted in Jesus Christ, because as you walk in faith, you will notice that the gospel tells you daily, die to yourself so Christ can live in you. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one die for all, then all die. And he die for all that those who live should no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Listen to this. More than anything, the calling of God will draw you closer to Jesus. And it will be Jesus the one that moves you to do what he called you to do. Because the love of God compels us. It takes a hold of you from the inside. That's why it's so important to understand who lives inside of you, the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's why Romans 5 is so important. That we rejoice in the tribulations. Because the tribulations produces what? 
patience. Patience is consistency. Something that we're trying to walk in Mexico City. There has been a lot of inconsistencies in Mexico City. Two times in the year shut down. A lot of things have changed. There has been no season of consistency, but God has showed us who's consistent. Jesus Christ is consistent when things are inconsistent. But we also need to live a season of consistency. And maybe we need a season of consistency where you're constant, constant, constant. I'm serving in kids, staying kids. I'm setting my mind to love my, my wife. Love your wife. Don't, don't change your mindset. Don't go to the next thing. I have to be in CCLB, stay in CCLB, but be consistent because tribulations produce patience. Patience is consistency, and patience produces what? What? In Spanish, it's, it says prueba. In English, it means a proven character. Consistency produce, produces something proven. And then, and then that, that produces something proven, produces hope. And hope should not be shameful because hope allows us to set our aim in something that hasn't come. And then the Bible says in Romans 5 that, this, that God has poured out his spirit, his love through his spirit. Next observation. So by faith, Noah... Being divinely warned of things not yet seen, move with godly fear, prepare an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Genesis 7, 1 says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all, all of your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this Regeneration. I'm closing with this. So, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, what did he do? Move with what? Godly fear. And that godly fear equals preparation of an ark. Prepare an ark for the saving of his household, by which... When he prepared the ark, he condemned the world and became what? Heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. He was righteous before God. He believed. He believed who God is. He believed what God said. Therefore, he moved. And he moved in fear. For us is we move in love. We obey because we love, not because it's a burden. We obey because we love. Because the love of Christ, what does it do to us? Compels us, moves us. That's why it's so important that the reason why you're doing church, the reason why you're doing Christianity, the re reason why you're doing what you're doing is the gospel. Because the gospel is the reason, is the incentive that moves you to do the things that you need to do. And it's burdened by love. By the love. And where do we see the love? In the gospel. That we were dead. None of us deserve to be sitting on this chair. Listening to such beautiful words that come from the word of God. Have a relationship with Jesus. Is by grace that we have been saved. 
No one, no one comes to God. It's only by the grace of God. When we started church planting in Mexico City, we started with the book of Mark, and we told everyone, listen to me, family of Brazas. Christ came for sinners, and we are those sinners that came to be saved by grace, forgiven by the sins. The church is a place for sinners that have been redeemed, sinners that have received grace, and it's the grace of God that moves us to obey because we have been loved and because we love. And the reason why we do what we do is because we were dead, now we are alive. It's a gift. Listen to me. When I was, it was 2014 where God found me. 2014, I was a born again believer. But it was 2014 where he found me in the most dirtiest, lowest place of my life. And he showed me what Jesus does to sinners. And let me tell you something. When you truly see the gospel, it doesn't leave you as you are. It changes you and it transforms you. And when God showed me who he was... I was a sinner. He showed me that everything that God gave is good to whom to bad people. He woke me up. And then in 2015, he said, you're going to church plan. How can I church plan? I was, I was sinning. I was far from you. That's what I do. I use sinners transformed by the gospel. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You got to believe in the gospel every day. It's the reason why you're breathing right now. It's the reason why you actually get to worship the Lord. It's the reason why he pour out his spirit inside of you because of the gospel. It changes your identity. It changes your purpose. And it dictates our destiny. No, I believe no, I move. No, I prepare. Therefore, he was saved. God told him, you're righteous. You believe, you move, you prepare. You're righteous, therefore enter. What? The ark. Enter the ark. And that's a picture of our walk. That's a picture of our walk because we are partakers of that righteousness that Noah was heir of it. We believe in the gospel. We believe in the gospel. Therefore, we're moved by love. When you get up in the morning, I hope that your desire is how can I love God? How can I love others? Because I've been loved so much. It will change your day. It will change your perspective. You believe in the gospel. Therefore, you're moved by his love. Therefore, you prepare. You prepare for your salvation so you can hear the words of your Savior come enter into my joy. Are we there? No. But we have certainty that that's where we're heading. So we are not that different from Noah. He was called heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. The same one that we have.
So there is not a lot, a, a lot of difference between Noah and I. The man and woman of faith is righteous because of the gospel. And because of the gospel, we prepare for what? For Christ's return. Is the reason we move, we are on a pilgrimage. Hey, there is not a same Sunday. Every Sunday is a Sunday closer to see your Savior. Every Sunday is a Sunday closer to hear those words enter into my joy. Do you need faith? Definitely we need faith. You're not going into a cyclical way. I told the people in Brazos because a lot of people are coming from other churches and they come with that attitude. Oh, I have to start all over again. I have to go into the discipleship of babies, like baby Christians. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, that's why you got burned out in your old church because you saw Christianity as cyclical. We're not cyclical. We're lineal. We're heading somewhere. We're one day closer to see Jesus. We're one day closer, one Sunday closer to see Jesus. That's why it's so essential that you and I believe the gospel every day. Because the gospel tells us that our salvation is coming. And I finish with this. How do you prepare? Romans 13, 11, 14 says. And do this knowing the time. That time is called kairos. That time means the, 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 the moment, the decisive moment, the season. And do this knowing the time that now it is high time hour to what? Awake out of sleep. Is sleeping bad? It's not bad. But you can't live your whole life sleeping. When you go to bed, you wake up. Why do you wake up? To get ready. The same way that Paul is asking us, it's time to awake out of sleep. It's time to awake so we are ready. For now our salvation is what? Nearer than when we first believed. We're not cyclical. We're not going into a clock. We're going closer and closer and closer to what we believe. I believe in the gospel. I believe that I'm righteous by faith but I believe my righteousness is coming I believe that I'm going to see the Savior who gave his life for me I believe that all things will make me make new when I see my Savior the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness someone that believes in the gospel someone that is preparing for jesus cast off the works of darkness and puts the what the armor of light family this life is not restful this is a battle you should be fighting the good fight the fight of faith we will get to rest when we get to heaven we need rest in this earth, yes, but to keep going and to keep moving forward because this is not our destination. Whenever you take a break, it's so you can actually have the strength to what? To keep moving forward. I realized that. I was, in, I was in Hermosillo, went to Phoenix, Arizona, went to Tijuana, went to Vegas, then went to Mexico City. I'm finding out something. My destination is not the next church plan. My destination is home where Jesus is. So any step I take, any step you take is taking you closer to see the Savior, to see the one that you sing about, to see the one that changed your identity, changed your purpose, and that is calling you home. Every day he 
is calling you, come to me. All who are weary, come to me. I will give you rest. I will teach you how to walk this life. It says, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. When you look at the armor of light, it's centered in the gospel. It's centered in Jesus Christ. The gospel is essential for your life and my life. And then it says, let us walk properly as in the day, not in the reverie and drunkenness. Not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on who? The Lord Jesus Christ. We definitely know that's by faith, right? And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Are you ready? Are you ready? Keep moving forward. Move in faith like Noah. Remember, every day you get to believe in the gospel because the gospel tells you your salvation is coming. Christ is essential for Christianity. Christ is essential for Sundays. Christ is the reason why we move. And Christ is the one that moves us. And he moves us by his love, which we see in the gospel. He's coming. Let us be ready. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for reminding us that we can walk by faith, not by sight. Father, thank you so much because Jesus is coming soon. Father, thank you so much because even though we enjoy the life here on earth, it doesn't compare to what's coming ahead. Father, let us be a church that is ready. Let us respond to your calling daily. Let us be drawn near to you, Jesus, and allow us to be compelled by your love. Father, let us give meaning to everything that we do. Father, thank you so much. Because even though we don't know what tomorrow holds, we know who holds us right now. We know our destiny. Father, thank you so much. If there is anyone on this place that has lost the color in his walk with the Lord, it has become dull. Father, allow that person to repent and believe again in the gospel. Father, I just pray, Lord, that we will allow the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. Thank you so much because even when we are not in control, there is someone that is willing to control, guide, lead our lives, and it's your Holy Spirit, Father. Allow us to yield to the move of your spirit as Paul did as the early church did Father allow us to have eternal eyes set on Jesus if there is anyone in this room that literally has treated Christianity as a cyclical thing as a routine I want to pray for you I want to invite you to believe again in the gospel 
Hey, the gospel is good news. The gospel is by faith. But there is something so sure about the gospel that we will get to see Jesus, our salvation. And when he comes for us, we will be made new. They all will be gone. No more tears, no more suffering, no more pain, no more sickness, but life with Christ. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I, I want to pray for you that God will refresh you, that God will give you uh, a passion for the gospel again, that God will show you life through the gospel, that God will show you who you are, your identity, that God will remind you your purpose, and that God will make sure that you know your destiny, which is an encounter with Jesus. If, that, if that's you, I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. God bless you. Just keep your hand up. And I want to pray for you that God will refresh you, that God will lift you up, that God will remind you the gospel again. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to, to believe in the gospel every day, every day, every day. Those that rose their hand, I want to pray for you. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the people that have raised their hand. Father, I just pray that they will, Father, see the gospel as it is, Father, real, authentic, powerful, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the gospel will lead them to walk in faith. Father, please set away anything that is distracting them, Father, from seeing your son. We're talking about the heroes of faith, Father, and we thank you because there is an author and a finisher of our faith, and his name is Jesus Christ, Father. We thank you so much because that's the way that we want to be found, Lord. Wake up from the sleep, walking properly in the spirit, in the spirit of love. Thank you, Jesus, for the gospel. We pray this thing in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.